Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Yeah, this is Dr. John Bergman talking to you from 2018. Okay, today we're going to talk about the difference between what chiropractic is and what it isn't. Uh, there's a big problem going around uh, with um, the, the current situation about the world. Now, uh, the people that have cultural authority now are called allopaths or medical doctors. And their whole world or paradigm is diagnosing and treating diseases. Well, the chiropractic is completely different. Okay, we don't diagnose disease. See, what a chiropractor does has a completely different philosophy. So this, we're going to discuss the difference between, um, let's, let's go with vitalistic and allopathic practices. Uh, now, if we look at the, de- the definition of allopathy, uh, now it's called, quote, a system of medical practice that aims to combat disease by using remedies such as drugs and surgery, producing effects different from the in- incompatible uh, with those that produced by the disease being treated. So allopathy uses drugs and surgery to affect a change in the body. Now, education-wise, um, the total hours for medical school graduation is around 5,011. To graduate, to get your doctorate of chiropractic, it takes 5,212 hours. So to have a doctorate of chiropractic takes a little bit longer than a doctor of medicine. Now, you have different specialties in medicine as well as different specialties in chiropractic, both which require additional training. I'm talking about getting the basic license. Now, chiropractic is based on vitalism. Now, what vitalism is, here's the definition, quote, all organic systems in the universe are conscious, self-developing, self-maintaining, and self-healing. The body has an innate intelligence that guides its development interactions with its environment. Well, end of quote, that makes sense. So vitalism is understanding that the body is self-healing and self-maintaining, and there's an intelligence in the body, whereas allopathic uh, uses drugs and surgery to take care of symptoms. Now, this is how the system is laid out, because if you think that this is how the only system is, it's because the medical system has been around since the late 1800s. But it really took off when the pharmaceutical industry took over the medical colleges. And so now, most of the funding for medical schools is by the pharmaceutical industry. The medical doctors are the distribution arm for the pharmaceutical industry's product. Uh, It's interesting that chiropractic and osteopathy started at the same time. Uh, Osteopathy has been taken over by the medical system. In fact, 70% of the osteopaths out there don't even adjust or manipulate anymore. They're just prescribing doctors. So now let's look at the different specialties in the medical system. Uh, And this is why the difference, because an allopathic doctor, they're looking at drugs and surgery. So if you go to the gastroenterologist or the rheumatologist or the endocrinologist or the dermatologist or the pulmonologist, all of these different specialties, they don't communicate with each other really well. And this is the medical paradigm or the allopathic paradigm where you can put an expert in 
the gastrointestinal aspect, and he's the expert in diseases of that area because he's only going to utilize drugs and surgery. Now, when you're looking at why the condition developed, why it's happening, that is a totally different world because, you know, people will say genetics. Well, if that's true, how come not every member of the family has it? People will say bad luck or bad genes. Uh, Again, that's not good enough. But if you look at the body as intelligent, most of these diseases that these people are suffering from don't really exist. And the, uh, the, the experts, I, like if you understand how the body works, let's say that you have decreased blood supply and nerve supply to the gut. Is that going to make the gut healthier or sicker? It's going to make it sicker. And so the gastroenterologist isn't going to check to see if the person's in a fight or flight or stress state. Uh, So what do the medical journals say about this medical model, the symptom drug? Well, the British Medical Journal did a great study on this, the biomedical models of illness. Do they make for good healthcare systems? Now, that's the title of the article. Do biomedical models of illness make for good healthcare systems? Now, this was was by the um, British Medical Journal, and in 2004, and what they say, get this quote, the biomedical model of illness, which has dominated healthcare for the past century, cannot fully explain the forms of many illnesses, such as, one, all illnesses have a single underlying cause. Two, the disease or pathology is always the single cause. Three, the removal or attenuation of the disease, uh, the body will return to health. Evidence exists that all three of these assumptions are wrong. Wow! So does that mean the biomedical model of illness is not accurate or effective? Well, let's look at the New England Journal of Medicine. They say, do not go for your annual physical. That, that's right. Harvard Medical School and New England Journal of Medicine says, don't go to your annual physical. It can result in a battery of unnecessary tests, ineffective at preventing disease, unnecessary processes and exams. Physicals make sense in theory, but it hasn't borne out in reality. And there's an inverse relationship to the amount of money you spend on this system and your health. Uh, Dr. Batman Gunji wrote the book, and I recommend this book. It's called Water Cures, Drugs Kill. And he is a medical doctor who found out that most of the illnesses that people are suffering from now uh, could be the body adapting to dehydration. And since he has cured so many people of so many different illnesses by giving them proper hydration, he realized that uh, the entire disease paradigm of germs, bad luck, bad genes uh, is not true. And what he wrote, quote, they will see the many years of learning and memorize scientific jargons and all the statistical analysis for justifications of treatment protocols using toxic chemicals or invasive procedures and the price structure attached to these acquired skills is declared obsolete. Wow. That, that's wild. So what is this um, drug surgery paradigm? How effective is it? Well, in 1998, the Journal of the American Medical Association said the right drug at the right time for the right dosage kills 106,000 people a year. Now, that was 20 years ago. It's now increased. 
uh, it now up to 128,000 people a year die in America from the right drug at the right time. <clears throat> According to Professor Light, who is Professor of Comparative Health at Rowan University in New Jersey, he says around 2,460 people per week die from drugs that are properly prescribed. So how does this come about? If drugs and surgery, the allopathic thing, are so dangerous, um, let's look at the Journal of Law, Medicine, and Ethics. And the title of their article was Institutional Corruption of Pharmaceuticals and the Myth of Safe and Effective Drugs. And they go in to state, the pharmaceutical industry has corrupted the practice of medicine through its influence over what drugs are developed and how they are tested and how medical knowledge is created. So what we have, and I want, I want you to own this, it's a delusion of diagnosis, the delusion of diagnosis. And I've had to explain this because chiropractors do not cure cancer. Chiropractors do not um, cure anything. In fact, the only person in the world that can cure you is you. Your body is self-healing and self-regulating. I'm going to explain the job of a chiropractor. The job of a chiropractor is to take it, to restore the communication from the brain to the tissue cell to allow the body to function naturally. Now, what do I mean about the delusion of diagnosis? Well, let's say that you have high blood pressure. Your doctor can give you a beta blocker, ACE inhibitor, diuretic, calcium channel blocker. Okay, so the doctor can give you a number of different medications, and that will lower the blood pressure. Of course, we all know the side effects of these blood pressure drugs uh, it can be devastating. Do you know what the chiropractor does? Doesn't deal with the drugs, doesn't deal with the body or anything. He looks at the body as being self-regulating. And why is this important? Let's say that you have 10 people with high blood pressure. They are, all 10 of them have high blood pressure, and all 10 of them are given either a diuretic, a beta blocker, or an ACE inhibitor, so they're all taking drugs for it. Do they all have the same cause? No. Do they all have the same lifestyles? No. Do they all have the same history? No. But they all have the same diagnosis. And what's the official medical version of what causes high blood pressure? It's idiopathic or unknown. Let's look at irritable bowel syndrome. Um, what's the medical treatment for that? It's going to be steroids, anti-inflammatories, and antibiotics. That's going to be to solve the symptoms, to get the symptoms away. That's the allopathic approach. Uh, what's the chiropractic approach? Is look for the stress and adaptation. What's the chiropractic approach for high blood pressure? Look for the stressor and the adaptation. Because high blood pressure is an adaptive response by the body because the body is self-healing and self-regulating. What's irritable bowel? Either toxic exposure or a stress adaptation. Let's look at fibromyalgia. Again, what's the cause of fibromyalgia? Unknown, idiopathic. Hey, you got 10 people with fibromyalgia. Are they all going to have the same cause? No. Are they all going to get the muscle relaxant, antidepressant, anti-inflammatory, Lyrica, all the drugs that they use? Of course. Is this from drug deficiency? No. Okay, <laughs> how would a chiropractor approach it? A chiropractor is not going to treat, and I'm going to go through a number of different conditions tonight. The chiropractor is not going to treat the high blood pressure. He's going to look for the adaptive response. He's not going to treat irritable bowel syndrome. He's going to look for the adaptive response. He's not going to treat fibromyalgia. They're going to look for the adaptive response. They're not going to treat the breast cancer. They're going to look for the adaptive response and toxic exposure. 
uh, they're not going to treat multiple sclerosis or autoimmune conditions. They're going to know that this is a stress adaptive response or toxic exposure or both. They're not going to treat the low back pain or neck pain. Why? Because pain is a clue. If you want to treat the pain for back pain and neck pain, get high-dose morphine. That works really well. Welcome to the allopathic approach. Or the that chiropractor realizes that back pain and neck pain are there for a reason. So you look at the physical, chemical, and emotional stressor. That's true. See, the chiropractic philosophy is based on vitalism. Okay, the body has an innate intelligence, and the, the disease occurs when the body's natural ability to heal is interrupted. Now, a subluxation, which is a mechanical dysfunction of the vertebrae that interrupts the body's ability to heal, repair, and renew. Correcting the subluxations removes the interference, and the body's innate intelligence is able to fully functionally and, and perform properly. Vitalism is based on healing only occurs when the body's own healing powers are activated. I mean, that makes sense. Uh, when, when you look at the, the Dr. B, or B.J. Palmer, he wrote, Medicine is a study of disease and what causes man to die. Chiropractic is a study of health and what causes man to live. So we know the delusion of diagnosis. So what chiropractic is not. Chiropractic is not alternative health care. Okay, this is a totally separate, distinct art. Um, I'm definitely not complimentary because I think treating things with drugs and surgery most of the time doesn't end up very well. Do some people need drugs and surgery? Absolutely they do. Do the majority of people need drugs and surgery? It turns out the data doesn't support that. Have I ever taken drugs and surgery? Absolutely. It's totally appropriate for emergencies. Uh, that's why we have a medical system to utilize for drugs and surgery. And that should be only used temporary or to keep you alive. To handle standard symptoms, the track record is not that good. Uh, chiropractors are not muscle and bone doctors. They're not for massage. They're not for back pain or neck pain. But what is chiropractic? Chiropractic is a unique and distinctive healing art. Doctors of chiropractic are doctors of the nervous system. Their entire job is to identify and correct vertebral subluxations. That's it. We understand that there's a life force in the body, and if that life force is interrupted, then the body cannot adapt or heal. And our job is to restore the normal form and function so the body can heal or adapt to the environment. So the official definition of a subluxation is a self-perpetuating central control motor problem that involves a joint such as vertebral motion segment that is not moving appropriately, resulting in an ongoing maladaptive neural plastic changes that interfere with the central nervous system's ability to self-regulate, self-organize, adapt, repair, and heal. Wow, what a great definition. That makes so much sense. So does the, body, does the science back this up? Absolutely. So we're looking at the autonomic nervous system. And here, uh, and this is a, a great article at a, out of Annual Update Intensive and Emergency Care Medicine, 2013. 
quote, autonomic dysfunction is the motor of chronic critical illness. Now, when we look at chronic critical illness, we understand that 54% of America's children have a chronic illness or disease. Their children have a chronic illness or disease. Now, we're not talking about those 65 or older that take an average of 12 prescription pills per year. This means that autonomic dysfunction or that nervous system, okay, is the motor of chronic critical illness. And what they go on to state is regardless of the etiology, so it doesn't matter the cause, that autonomic dysfunction is the core mechanism underlying the development of perpetuation of multiple organ failure. Why? Because if you're in that, if that control mechanism is interrupted, then your body cannot repair and rebuild. Uh, a great article at a journal of vertebral subluxation research, they did a five-year-long study okay, of consistent, consistent adjustments of patients with Parkinson's and multiple sclerosis. And this was consistent treatment over a five-year plan. Now, again, the chiropractors are not treating multiple sclerosis, and they're not treating Parkinson's disease. They just happened to be working on Parkinson's patients, and they were looking for similar subluxation patterns or areas of the spine and nervous system that were interrupting that brain's communication to the tissue. And what do they see? 91% of multiple sclerosis patients showed improvement, and 92% of Parkinson's patients showed improvement. Now, remember, this is a distinct healing art that is not taught to the medical doctors. And now, I'm going to bring up a number of different patients with this, and I'm going to show before and after x-rays. And all of this is going to be done tonight. It'll be posted live on YouTube and live on Facebook. So I encourage you to go back and check, check it out. But it all rests with the nervous system. You have this automatic nervous system, and it's composed of two parts. One part is parasympathetic, and this is called the rest, digest, and repair. And this um, is located at the base of the brain, or the top of the neck, and the sacrum area. Now, so that's at the top and bottom of the spine, of the, of the body. Now, the sympathetic, or the fight or flight, is also called the thoracolumbar. It's located in the top of the thoracic area down to the top of the lumbar area. So when we look at this, these automatic nervous systems that control everything, every function in the body, is controlled by the nervous system, including the endocrine system. So every system is designed to... to this is the automatic function. So things like, let's say, high blood pressure, let's say elevations in cholesterol, elevations in stress hormones, blood sugar issues. See, all of these things are stress response. Let me give you an example. If you're frightened or scared or in pain or under physical stress, chemical stress, or emotional stress, the autonomic nervous system kicks in and all of a sudden your heart rate's going to elevate. Your, your body's going to respond like you're reacting in a stress state. Uh, blood pressure is going to increase. Blood sugar is going to increase. Cholesterol is going to elevate. Why? Because you need cholesterol for stress hormone production. Uh, blood supply to the gut is going to be shut down, decreased, and immune system function will be altered. Now, this, if you're under chronic sympathetic dominance, 
and that means under chronic physical, chemical, or emotional stress, your blood pressure will be elevated, cholesterol ele- elevated, and, and blood sugar will be elevated. So doesn't that sound like high cholesterol, high blood pressure, and type 2 diabetes? Well, it sure should because that's what it is. So it turns out that that's why chiropractors don't diagnose. <laughs> we, we, we actually find the reason the body is having this experience through the nervous system, correct that, and the body being self-healing and self-regulating, it starts to work. Because remember, if you've been diagnosed with high blood pressure, what is broken on the body? If you've been diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, which is 95% of all diabetics, what is broken in the body? Or is the body just poisoned and stressed? Okay, if you've been diagnosed with high cholesterol, what is broken in your body? Oh, nothing? Okay, great. Then you look for the physical, chemical, or emotional stressors and understand the body is healing. I'm going to bring up uh, this one, one patient called Dave. Okay, and this is pretty much standard for the patients that come in. Dave was 56 years old. Uh, He had high blood pressure. That was his main issue. And 10 medications. Now, he was taking Tylenol for joint pain. He was taking uh, asthma inhaler steroids, or steroids for asthma. He was taking the little purple pill for indigestion. He was taking (coughs) metformin, which is a uh, type 2 diabetes drug, for his high blood pressure or high blood sugar. He was taking uh, Lipitor for the high cholesterol. He was taking Soma or muscle relaxants for the muscle spasms, Ambien for the sleep problems, Viagra for his sexual dysfunction, Prozac for the depression, and aspirin to thin the blood. I know you're thinking that's only 10 medications. He needs 12. Okay, now, now think of this. Again, this is the allopathic model, and if you say allopathetic, I totally get it, but this is the allopathic model, the model that the, that the British Medical Journal says is not healthy. Okay, the, the, the one that the Journal of the American Medical Association says if they do it right, it kills about 128,000 people a year. So let's look at this. The Tylenol he's taken for joint pain actually destroys proteoglycan production or increases the destruction of the joints. Also, Tylenol is the deadliest drug in America, increases damage to the liver, and it is one of the deadliest drugs in America for the liver. Now, the steroids for the asthma, those weaken the immune system response, but asthma is not a problem of the lungs. It's a problem of the smooth muscle control of the lungs. Okay, what about indigestion? The Prevacid, the little purple pill, well, they found out that if you take this, it increases esophageal cancer and increases heart issues because you can't absorb minerals. Uh, What about the metformin for high blood sugar? Uh, This actually, if you lower blood glucose 19%, you increase heart failure or heart damage 43%. So you're lower in blood glucose, but your, your insulin levels remain the same, which causes the damage to the tissue. Cholesterol has a function. If you lower it with Lipitor, you increase heart failure and hardening of the arteries. The muscle relaxants actually, after using it for a while, increase muscle spasms, but they're a central nervous system toxin that attacks the brain. Ambien causes fatigue, anxiety, and interrupts your body to heal. Uh, Do you see this? Prozac has a warning label on it that says it can uh, cause suicide and suicidal thoughts. 
Do you, do you know what I mean? It it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense at all that this um, therapy would be appropriate. So what do we do with this guy that comes in? Okay, do we treat the high blood pressure? Do we treat the joint pain? Do we treat the antacids or the reflux? Do we treat any of this stuff? No. No, that's already being treated by the um, medical profession with multiple drugs. Of course, he's experiencing multiple symptoms and still has the problems. What we do as a chiropractor, our job is not to diagnose. We go in, we assess for vertebral subluxations, something that's putting this guy in a stress state. Then we do um, our test, a heart rate variability, a rolling thermal scan, surface electromyography. We do digital x-rays to identify the problem. And then we get him adjusted. And we're taking pressure off of that nervous system. Now, during this adjustment process, we're teaching him about deep sleep. We're talking, showing him how to regulate his blood pressure by deep breathing. We're also showing him how to take blood pressure correctly. We're educating him on, on diet changes to detoxify his body so that you can correct the blood sugar issue or the type 2 diabetes. We're telling him all of this stuff. And what happens his body starts to get better. His immune system gets better. Uh, it, everything starts to work right. And then his doctor even tells him, look, you don't need the, uh, the antacids. You can stop taking the Tylenol. You can start scaling back on the blood pressure medications. So it took us about a month and a half uh, before he was, I mean, drug-free. And it, because, figure this, drugs are needed when you're in extreme stress or pain. When I was run over by a car, I had both my legs broken and my sternum fractured, skull fractured. I was first in line for morphine, and thank God the medical world kept me together. But when I'm done with that, if I'd have continued on with the non-steroidal anti-inflammatories and, and more drugs, that would have deteriorated my body. What I did is I switched to chiropractic after my body was healed to maintain the integrity of my health, and then I utilized healthy nutrients and healthy exercise, so my body has been maintained now for just about 30 years after the accident. Own this, and this is important. It's called Above, Down, Inside, Out, ADIO. The body has an innate intelligence. It's the wisdom of the body to heal itself. And this is big picture. This is what chiropractors actually do. They work with that intelligence, that universal intelligence above that flows down that central nervous system to animate and give tissue life. I, I mean, it's so, I think it's beautiful. Because, I mean, I got to tell you, if you cut yourself badly, will the body heal? Yeah. If you cut, cut yourself really badly, may you need to do certain help. Yeah, you're going to have to wash out the cut, maybe approximate the wound, maybe tape it up or sew it up to bring that wound together. But then what actually heals that? What causes the cells to regenerate? Did, did the cleaning of the wound or the iodine poured on it or any of that actually help the body regenerate tissue? No, it took care of bacterial or other pathogens that could be in there. But the only thing that can heal the body is the body itself. 
the only thing that a chiropractor does is work with that innate inborn intelligence. And what the chiropractor's philosophy does is that your body is self-healing and self-regulating. So when somebody comes in with high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, multiple sclerosis, cancer, vertigo, any different kind of condition, we're not treating that. We're looking at the underlying cause. We're looking at that, that because all these diseases, they're intelligent expression of the body's perception of the environment. All these diseases are an intelligent adaptive responses, not pathology. You look for the underlying pathology. You look for the, the adaptive response. What's causing this person to be in that sympathetic dominant state? What's causing the decreased nerve supply to the gut? What's causing that person to not be able to rest, digest, or repair, then you can get the body better. Now, I'm going to bring up a number of different case studies tonight, and I'm going to show you over and over and over, because we've had some major challenges with some comments on videos, and I wanted to be clear what chiropractic does, but also, I mean, look at your body has intelligence. I know this is a tough concept. Because you have been programmed by the television that your body is weak and stupid. And I'm telling you, your body is brilliant. It's divine energy. It's built in the image and likeness of God. It's, it's thousands and thousands of years old. You, your body is designed for health. That's the key. And if you find the impediment to health you'll attain, you'll, and eliminate that impediment, you're going to attain optimal health because that's what the body is. So I encourage you to go to the drjohnbergman.com site and check out our extremehealthacademy.com for all the health information. We've got a huge disease database on the Dr. John Bergman site that you'll see all of these conditions, what the actual cause is, and what the solutions are. Um, look for the solution. Trust that your body is intelligent. And anytime your medical doctor gives you a diagnosis, ask him why. This is Dr. John Bergman for your health advocate. Uh, God bless you, and I love you.